Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiastes and chapter number 9. Ecclesiastes and chapter number 9. We're going through this wonderful wisdom book. And it's a very practical book. It's a book of a king who is old, who's been away from the Lord, who is taking an honest look back at his life and in life in general and drawing conclusions. And we're thankful that they're honest conclusions, not conclusions to make him look better or someone else to look worse, but trying to find honest conclusions about life, searching for the answers in life, searching for practicality within life. And we come to an important part of the book of Ecclesiastes in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Notice if you don't mind in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, let's pick it up in verse number 13. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 13, the Bible says this. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city and a few men within it. And there came a great king against it, and besieged it, and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. The words of wise men are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that ruleth among fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroyeth much good. And if you don't mind, there are two different times this phrase is used inside of this passage. Notice the full idea of it, verse 16. We see the first incident. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better is the phrase that we're looking for. Wisdom is better than strength. Notice again, as we see that same phrase used in verse number 18, wisdom is better. What is it better than? Wisdom is better than weapons of war. And with this, we're going to hit the principle that's found in this part of the book of Proverbs, or book of Ecclesiastes, dealing with the idea, wisdom is better. Wisdom is better. Now, as Solomon is now (laughs) giving wisdom and trying to give observations, notice again in verse 13, this wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed good to me. Now, remember the phrase under the sun has the idea of without regard to God. And so what he's doing is he's taking a look at life without regard to God, and he's looking and he notices there's some bits of wisdom that can still be found. And as he's looking at these wisdom, he's making an observation. In verse number 14, 
He says, there was a little city and a few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man. And he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. So here it gives an illustration. An illustration of a king with a mighty army that go and surround this little town. This little town didn't have many people at all. didn't have a fighting force. And yet you had a wise man in the midst of the city who by his wisdom was able to make the army go away. I'd be pretty amazing to have some wise person to be able to deflect an entire army that notice that wisdom is better than warfare, than weapons. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better. This principle here that with one man's wisdom, however, in Solomon's observation, he says people soon forgot the wise man's things. His, his wise wisdom was despised, that it was walked away and everyone went back business as usual shortly afterwards. Isn't that always the way? That some people think that if someone made a great decision, that it should be shouted to the hilltops. But it's often not. It's often forgotten and set aside. That's the nature of wisdom, especially without regard to God, that people are thankful for that wisdom for that point in time. And it could do so much. But so often wisdom is so disregarded and set aside soon afterwards that we don't learn how important wisdom is. By the way, this story is actually reflects a true life biblical event. This true life biblical event, you had a man by the name of Sheba who had tried to rebel against um, King David and tried to overthrow his kingdom. And so as David grabbed his men and they had just recently went over the civil war with Absalom. So they're definitely not taking some pipsqueak who's trying to pop up again. And so they surround this city, this little town, and they're waiting for the guy to, to surrender. He's not going to surrender. Oh, fine, we're going to destroy the town until he surrenders. And what happened is that this little wise woman said, hey, king, before you uh, destroy the city, can you give me just a second? We're going to go get his head and throw it off. And then will you leave the city alone? Sure, absolutely. So they went and beheaded the, the guy who was trying to cause another civil war, tossed his head over. Joab picked it up, said, that's him. Okay, good. And they went home. That little wise woman defended entire city against an entire army because she showed wisdom. This is uh, the same reflection that someone's wisdom as they are just trying to apply wisdom, can be better than strength. It could defeat entire armies. It could defeat and do much better than weapons of warfare. Wisdom is better. But as we see reflected here, wisdom is not usually the first place people go to. What do people usually go to? Strength. When I do counseling, I've done counseling with families before, and it is amazing, especially when I got a huge family inside of there trying to fight, they'll try to start making might is right, and they'll say, they are on my side, and they're on my side, and they're on my side, and there's more of us against you over there, so therefore we must be right. Uh, just because you have the numbers doesn't make sure that you're right. Usually people go to strength. Look at all the people that agree with me. Look at this. You either do what I say or else. And they try to go for strength rather than wisdom. 
But wisdom can solve a lot of problems. Wisdom is better than warfare. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is what we need the most. If you make a list of all the things you want in life, wisdom is something you need to put at the very top of the list. Wisdom provides the moral discernment to make right decisions in life. Our decisions can affect many things and many people for the rest of our life. We need to be able to have the wisdom that Christ gives us. So if you don't mind with this in mind, let's look and see the importance of wisdom. The importance of wisdom that <laughs> so we can make right decisions, knowing that wisdom is better than strength. Knowing that wisdom is better than <clears throat> the weapons of warfare. The first thing that we want to see is the prayer for wisdom. The prayer for wisdom. We're going to go look at a bunch of different passages dealing with wisdom. And notice with me, if you don't mind, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. You don't have to hold your finger there. We're using Ecclesiastes 9 as the backdrop. But let's see what the Bible has to say concerning this principle of wisdom, that wisdom is better. The first thing that we understand is the prayer for wisdom, the prayer for wisdom. As we turn to the book of James, may I remind you that the book of James is equivalent to the book of Proverbs, meaning that the book of James is the book of wisdom for the New Testament. James is something we need to be familiar with. And of course, this year we've gone through both Proverbs and James because we've been putting a big emphasis on wisdom. Notice if you don't mind the prayer for wisdom, James chapter 1, and notice with me in verse 5. James 1 and verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given to him. James 1.5 should be the memory verse that every Christian should have memorized. And it should be something that we go to most of all. Why? Because this promises for us. What do we need above everything else? Wisdom. Where do we get wisdom? By asking God for it. God says we can ask God for wisdom for anything and everything. If any of you lack wisdom. In fact, if you were wise, you'd realize how much you need wisdom, how much you lack wisdom. We need wisdom for everything, every little thing inside of our life. And if we find any area that we lack wisdom, we're to go ask of God. And the Bible says that we're supposed to ask of God and he gives to all men liberally, meaning that God has no problems dumping wisdom to us. We ask wisdom. Oh, sure. Here's some wisdom. I need some wisdom. You need some wisdom? Here you go. Take some. He gives it to us. He dumps it on liberally. He doesn't run out. He's not stingy with it. He doesn't say, listen, you're only allowed to ask for wisdom once a day. You've already met your, your quota. I'm sorry. He, he, he keeps giving it to you. And notice something else. It says that he abradeth not and it shall be given to him. The idea of abradeth not means he doesn't yell at us for not having wisdom. He doesn't yell at us for asking for wisdom. Lord, I need wisdom today to do my job competently and well. God doesn't say, what are you asking that for? You stupid? He says, I'll be glad to give it to you. He never yells at us for asking for wisdom. Men, you're getting in a place where you can see your wife is getting to be aggravated and you want to go speak in your own mind and nope, I need wisdom. 
Lord, give me wisdom to answer my wife correctly. That would be better off than trying to do it yourself. And God doesn't yell at us for doing it. He says, sure, you definitely need wisdom to survive this situation. Here you go. (laughs) We need wisdom. Wisdom for raising our kids. Wisdom for doing our daily job. Wisdom to drive to church. Wisdom to drive to work. I mean, think about all the yahoos are up on the street. Maybe you're one of those yahoos up on the street. You definitely need wisdom. Every area of our life, we can ask God, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. And he'll never get to the place where he says, you're annoying me with all your requests. I'm thankful for that. We could ask him over and over and over. And he'll give it to us over and over and over. Wisdom is something that God wants to give us freely. And all we have to do is ask. Is that a blessing? That anytime that we're acting not wise, it's not God's fault. It's our fault because we could have had wisdom for every situation. God has made it available. Turn with me, if you don't mind, to Psalm 90. Psalm 90. Psalm 90 is the oldest psalm in the Bible written by Moses right after they crossed are right after they received the cursing of Kadesh Barnea, where they were told that everyone 20 years and up would die in the wilderness and not see the promised land. Psalm 90 is meant to help the people to use their time wisely. Notice with me Psalm 90 and verse number 12. Psalm 90 and verse number 12, it says, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Here the principle is, is that we need wisdom in our life because we don't know how long we have. Teach us to number our days. You know, whenever we think that we have lots and lots of time, we do lots and lots of procrastination. We don't use our time wisely. But if we realize that our time is shorter than what we expect, that we need wisdom to make most of every moment that we have. And we can make the most of every moment that we have. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Very practical, but we need to have this. It is so easy to waste our lives. We need wisdom to use every day wisely. Turn with me, if you don't mind, to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So we're dealing with the idea of the prayer of wisdom. Without a doubt, we need wisdom. God gives us a promise that we could ask God for wisdom anytime, anywhere, for any subject. And he'll give it to us liberally and abradeth us not. Never yell at us for asking for wisdom. I'm thankful for it. We need that wisdom to number our days, to apply our hearts to wisdom, to make use of every moment that we have wisely. First Corinthians, we see in chapter number one, more of this idea of asking for wisdom. Notice with me, if you don't mind, first Corinthians chapter one and verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Had not God made the foolishness? 
darkness, the wisdom of this world. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, and unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Notice in verse 24 where it talks about Christ the power of God. It also calls him the wisdom of God. In 1 Corinthians, we understand that Christ is the wisdom of God. And so where do we get our wisdom? By looking for Christ. Looking for him. Having him as part of our day. Now, we understand that as this passage points out, that when we look for Christ, the rest of the world thinks that we're foolish. Do you know there's not a single spiritual problem that can't be solved with preaching? But that doesn't make sense to the world. They're like, why do people go to church? Does that really work? Does it really change? Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Because this is how God has chosen to work. You say, why? Wouldn't it be wonderful if, 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 if there was some superstar, some sports star, some movie star that got saved and now they got saved, they use their influence. Oh, the Bible says, yeah, that's the foolishness of the world. That's how the world thinks. Remember in that little um, proverb that was given in the book of Ecclesiastes about the city and it talked about that guy who, who saved the city with wisdom and then it was despised and then they forgot about it. Wisdom does not scream and holler. Wisdom does not pronounce itself as big. Wisdom is something that whispers and is quiet and people will often miss it. But God has chosen to do it this way that they have to look for wisdom. Wisdom just doesn't fall off the mountain. Wisdom doesn't fall off the apple tree and hit you in the head. Wisdom is something you have to look for. And God has, says you could find wisdom in the person of Jesus Christ. Looking for him. Finding him. You have to put forth the effort. Just like asking for wisdom. You have to ask for it. God has it available but he just doesn't give it to you just because you need it. He gives it to you because you asked for it. We need wisdom. And God has made it so it's plenteous available. But we have to ask for it and look for it. And he'll give it to us. To the world that's foolish. Why wouldn't you make it available? It is available. Why do I have to ask for it? It doesn't make sense. Well, because he wants you to look for it. He wants you to understand where it comes from. He wants you to have wisdom. We need to have wise decisions and we make those wise decisions by talking to God and looking to him because wisdom is found in God. The second thing that we find is the preciousness of wisdom. The preciousness of wisdom. By the way, this uh, Sunday school lesson seems to be a recap of everything that we've taught about wisdom this year. And so a lot of this is going to be familiar, but it's a good recap because we still need wisdom. Notice with me in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. One of the messages we hit earlier this year as a reminder. Notice if you don't mind Proverbs chapter 3.
Proverbs chapter 3, and notice with me if you don't mind in verse number 13. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13, the Bible says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. We'll go on in just a second. But man who finds wisdom, they're happy. Don't you want to be happy? Well, we need wisdom to apply to our life. Notice in verse 14, for the merchandise of it, wisdom is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof wisdom, then fine gold. She, speaking of wisdom, is more precious than rubies and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared to her. Wisdom is precious. By the way, why is something precious? Because it's rare. Remember, we had saw that in the book of Ecclesiastes where the man had wisdom, saved this town, but then was despised and forgotten afterwards. Wisdom is rare. Wisdom is precious because it is rare. We could say that there's lots of people that don't have wisdom. If we could be honest, there's lots of times in our life we don't have wisdom and we go on without it. We need wisdom, but wisdom is more precious. When we have wisdom, we have something better than gold, better than silver, better than money. Wisdom is what we need to be able to survive in our life, to thrive and to do well inside of the will that God has for us. Nothing can compare to wisdom. Wisdom is precious, and yet we give so little regard to wisdom. If some people think that becoming a Christian or living as a Christian comes naturally to some people, it is not. It comes with the idea that they're seeking after wisdom and God is guiding their steps. Many Christians don't live wise lives. They say and do foolish things. It does not take much for someone to open their mouth and you can realize right away whether they're a wise person or a foolish person by the words that come out. The words betray them. <laughs> There's many Christians, they get saved. You can get saved without wisdom. You, you just get, you trust the promises of Jesus Christ. But in order to live the Christian life, you must have wisdom. <laughs> just like there was only one way for that small city to be delivered, there's only one way to be victorious in the life of wisdom. That's why wisdom is so precious. We had said before uh, that wisdom crieth out. That's actually a passage within Proverbs inside of that, that wisdom crieth out. <laughs> wisdom is looking for someone to pay attention to. But remember, wisdom is often quiet. It's not pronouncing itself. It's saying, will you listen to me? Hello, I'm available. And people walk on by without paying attention to wisdom whatsoever. It is precious, but yet it is available. Which brings us to the last thing where we're going to spend time on, that the idea, the purpose of wisdom. Why have wisdom in the first place? What is the purpose of wisdom? Notice with me Proverbs 9.10. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10. It should be a familiar verse to you, Proverbs 9.10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. What is the purpose of wisdom? Knowledge of the holy. That's the purpose of wisdom. Why do we need to have wise decisions in our life? To bring us closer to the Lord. To get to know him. If you look at the two greatest 
believers, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that would be Moses and that would be Paul. And both of them had the same prayer request, that I may know him. Wisdom is something we need, but the purpose, why does God give us wisdom? Is it just so we could be successful? Why does God give us wisdom? So that way we don't mess everything up? Why does God give us wisdom? The purpose of him giving us wisdom is for us to know him. He wants us to know him. And when we apply wisdom, we get to know him more and more and more. No matter what we face in our life, we need wisdom. But God uses that wisdom in our life to draw us closer to him. Notice again, Proverbs chapter 9 and notice in verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Wisdom enables us to understand God and understand his ways more clearly. That's why we need wisdom to get to know him. When we make foolish decisions and make decisions without regard to God, we end up putting God outside of the equation and live our life without thinking about God and we go outside of God's will. Remember that there is a good, perfect, and acceptable will for every single person. How do we find God's will? Wisdom. And without that wisdom, we're outside of God's will. Remember, the whole thing of Ecclesiastes is that Solomon has been living his life the last 15 years without God inside of his equation, without God being part of his life, without regard to God, which is that idea of under the sun. And as he's looking back, he's realizing that everything else is a waste. Everything's a failure. You know, the biggest, uh, biggest failure in anyone's life, the biggest failure in anyone's life is where they succeed outside of God's will. What happens is that people get to the place where because they think they've done this on their own, they don't need God. And they get further and further away from God because of their successes. God has a will for every single one of us. Wisdom allows us to walk the path that helps us keep close beside him. And we need wisdom if we're going to have the homes that we ought to have. If we're going to have the church that we ought to have. If we're going to be the citizens that we ought to be, we need wisdom. If we want the influence with our coworkers, we need wisdom. Wisdom is something we need for every area of our life. To deal with the in-laws, I need wisdom. To deal with my kids, I need wisdom. To deal with my wife, I need wisdom. My wife definitely needs wisdom to put up with me. My kids need wisdom to put up with me. So it's not just I need wisdom, they need wisdom to put up with me. Because when we apply and go without wisdom, go without regard to God, we mess things up. And when we mess things up, we get further away from God because of those consequences, not drawn closer to him. You see, this is all related And again, wisdom is precious. Wisdom is rare. Most people don't have wisdom, but it's something we need. And wisdom just doesn't fall off a tree and hit us on the head. It is something we have to seek. It's something we have to ask for. And where do we get wisdom? We get it from God. We go to God. He gives us wisdom. We get closer to him because of it. Makes it simple. We need God for every step that we need, every path that we take, every decision, every interaction, every conversation, just going to work and doing my job. I need 
wisdom. Wisdom is something we need. And it's something that is available. And there is no substitute for wisdom. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you. <music>